Hello world, hello my friend. Welcome back to the 10th episode of my friend podcast. I can't, well, 10. That's a milestone. I'm going double digits. Mm, let's go. I've been super, super busy recently. As in, busy is the wrong word, but I've just rammed my diary full of stuff and then I've ended up not having, just not having time to record the podcast for the past over a week, I think. Absolute insanity. I need to prioritise this and put it in my diary, I think, because it's super good for my mental challenge, but not a mental challenge, mental health. On that note, this morning I had my first ever therapy session and it was amazing. I've really wanted to have a therapist for so long and the first session was 90 minutes just to map out stuff and lovelily enough we did all sorts of questionnaires, asked me questions and I had one request which was that I want a male therapist. For some reason I, you know like men, men are just so straightforward and sometimes what frustrates me about myself is that obviously the brain's wired differently. Female female brain is wired differently than the male brain. Men have got such tube brains a lot of the time. So I just felt like I want to talk to somebody who's got a different perspective to mine. And gladly this guy's got, you know, a bit of fitness background and stuff. And it was just really nice for once. For somebody to be asking me questions and I told him as well it's I felt weird satisfaction about injuring my knee because when he was getting diagnosed and stuff they were just saying well it's the elite athletes who normally get these injuries and stuff and I'm just thinking well it's just because I'm such an athlete uh, is, is why I got injured and it's funny because with the with the injury and I'm going in for my anesthetics, anesthetics, anesthesia, anesthetist, one of the hardest words in English, anesthetist appointment in about a week's time to map out. I'm probably going to have a general anesthetic and, you know, then after that, we're going to get a an operation date, I think. Should be this summer, fingers crossed. It'll be fabulous. So I went through a phase where I just felt really devastated and I was crying about my knee and just thinking... What am I going to do? Um, recovery is going to be six to nine months minimum. And I'm going to have to do rehab super loads and super well, which I w- I'm so committed to doing that. And now, oddly, I just have a sort of deep sense of not happiness, but I'm just quite content. And I'm genuinely really looking forward to the operation. It's going to change my life. But... These are the kinds of hurdles that even even when I was having a chat with a therapist this morning, I was just actually his counsellor. But anyway, I was saying, let's just call him a therapist. Um, I was saying that I've really, through time, learned to see adversity as a necessity to life. And even when I'm really sad or upset or experiencing emotions that are normally classed as negative emotions... I kind of, I've learned to fall in love with them too, because it's, that's what creates the beauty of life, really. If you don't have the downs, you won't have the ups. You know, the highs won't feel so good. 
if you don't know what it feels like to feel like shit. So he was asking me about sort of past, um, you know, mental mental health challenges and things. And and again, I described sort of when I was a teenager, hormones rolling anyway. But I I have been depressed once, like properly. And I don't even remember exactly how old I would have been. But I just remember that sense of nothing mattering. And it was ridiculously difficult to get out of bed in the morning. And so in a way, I just feel like that's such an enriching thing to experience. I wouldn't wish it on anyone because it's not a nice place to be. Where it just feels like there's no hope. And especially when my life has been... You know, I've been brought up by my mom with a secure attachment style and, you know, I've been loved, showered in love and there's not that many things that are wrong in my life, really. So now it's just... And yeah, I was telling him as well that at physio, it was this realisation when the physio told me that I'd done my rehab really well and, like... She was saying, you're so strong, like that's, you're just showing off now, that's amazing, well done. And I just thought, nobody ever tells me well done. You know, I've, I tell my clients well done all the time and I love it. And I love praising my friends and telling people I care about them and stuff. But nobody, people don't tell me enough that I've done well in something, you know. That's, I was like, it's it's okay, I don't mind. But it was funny to realise that, you know, if I was working for other people, say in a company or, you know, anywhere, I'd probably sometimes be, I'd probably sometimes be told, good job, too. Was that English? Oh my God, me and my English man, I can't speak a single bloody language well. Anyway, so, first chat with the therapist. That's going to be a... I think 10 month program so I'm gonna have a one session a month with this guy and I'm more than happy to keep him because he was he was curious and he said oh so I've overrun the session a little bit because it's been obviously you might say this to everyone but it doesn't matter he just said uh it's been very fascinating to get to know you and I just it was really nice to just completely from the get-go trust somebody and I'm normally quite um sort of open person anyway and I don't have um, I don't hold myself back too much I think the more you give out to the world the more you can receive so I was quite liberated in just telling him and so so telling him all sorts and it was really nice it was really nice I'm looking forward to my next one and I think something that I need to work on is is uh I'm not very good at yeah like creating a schedule or a better structure for my work life as in I feel like I need to create something that's useful to help other people more in everyday life um, which is actually I'm going to jump forward now to giving you a little challenge so it's easily done. It won't take long, but every day for the next seven weeks, uh, seven weeks, no, 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 seven days for the next week, I would encourage you 
to do 100 reps of anything a day, of the same thing um, per day. Does that make sense? So basically, day one, 100 squats. Day two, 100 push-ups. You can do variations that are, you know, easy. You can be on your knees, um, keep it nice and nice and easy. Day three, lying back extensions. That's fear back. So now we've done legs, chest and back. That's basically a whole body looked after in, in three days, 300 reps in. Day four, sit-ups. Normally not my favorite exercise, you know, especially if you've got tight hip flexors, make sure to stretch out your hip flexors. But mm, yeah, day five, it's going to be the hardest 100 lunges. If you get any problems with your knees, try and please, please Google. I've got some videos somewhere on the internet as well on how to do these things properly. Uh, day six. Let me think. We've done legs, chest, back, abs, legs, and then we've got one more chest and back. So um, dips is day six. And day seven, hmm, swimmers. They're very similar to lying back extensions I like, like to also call them seals but swimmers is basically where you're lying down on your front and you extend your arms up above you and do a swimming movement as if you're doing like chest breast stroke what's it called <laughs> stroke in the breast <laughs> what's it called it's the it's a, it's the swimming thing where you just make your arms go like like this <laughs> Well done for good description. So, um, swimmers, you basically just lift your chest and your legs up off the floor as you reach up and then you bring your elbows down by your sides and squeeze your lats uh, to finish off that movement. So it's just like a circular thing where every time your arms go above your head, you extend your back and you want to feel all the back, back muscles from your sort of between your shoulder blades to your lower back and then also keep your buttocks nice and squeezed to give you a nice little glute workout there's a challenge um we all need challenges i think and i feel like i'm craving more challenges i'm craving something meaningful to do and so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start working more closely towards helping more people um develop their well-being to a higher level including you know workouts or movement and eating nutrition diet but not going on a diet very important to, yeah to just don't don't touch diets just change your life one little thing at a time and and mental health and just daily things like uh, sleeping and you know looking, uh, looking after yourself in the best way possible because it really just upgrades your your life to a whole new level what else has been going on there's, there's a there's a hundred hundred uh, rep challenge for you take a you know pen and paper or write down in your notes up on your phone what do we have day one squats day two push-ups day three lying back extensions or seals as i like to call them day four sit-ups day five lunges day six dips tricep dips and day seven swimmers i.e circular arm movement above you and by your side but otherwise similar movement to seals oh yeah what else has been going on i i visited london 
or four days. Um, I went to, it's so funny because sometimes <laughs> I speak to my friend who lives there sometimes for hours in a day, especially, especially lockdown. Oh my God. I think, I think one day we probably spent like eight hours on the phone or something absolutely ridiculous. And it's funny to go visit her in London because basically I, I arrived and I was super knackered as in tired. And then <laughs> she was super tired. She'd had a migraine the night before. And then, um, <laughs> well, let's just sit down and keep chatting. So it was just nice to do face to face. It was nice to be in London. I really enjoyed the you know, where they live is, is super, super, you know, it's a calm environment and nice. I don't really, I'm not the biggest fan of the hustle of um, the busy lifestyle kind of thing. And one day, it, yeah, this is funny as well. I don't, when I'm out and about, I don't post when I'm somewhere, if that makes sense. If I'm in a restaurant, I will not post when I'm in the restaurant because I've come into um, weird situations in the past where somebody just comes in and goes, hey, I saw you here. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, leave me alone. That <laughs> it's, It just feels a bit weird. I'm going to say leave me alone. Come and say hi if you see me. Um, but so the way I then kept posting about my, you know, things, it's it's a funny thing this social media thing, and I'm just I'm just trusting that everyone knows how to critically evaluate the situation, and then you know realize that that's not fully representative of anyone's real life, because I'm just thinking <laughs> there was also a meme that was something like looking at my own um, looking at my shush looking at my own uh, like stories on social media, thinking ooh what what's this bitch gonna be up to next? Well, that was funny, but I, I think definitely the the real reels and the stories that I put up on the internet makes it seem like I had a really exciting time. But the first two days, we did fuck all. We literally just sat in the house and did a bit of handstand training and stuff. Went out to like have have lunch in a really, really nice place um, in what's it called? The Arts Club. Unbelievable privilege to be able to 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 go there with my friend. Unbelievable food. Just so good. And drank a bit too much champagne. Um, champagne's my friend's choice of bubbles. Uh, just yeah, that was, that was <laughs> it. Was really fun. We weren't we weren't drunk at any point. Just um, you know, just just slowly and surely and chilled out. Had enjoyed a few beverages. Um, and then on the Sunday we went to. I basically had one mission for this whole trip, and it was to see. Uh, a central skate park called I think it's called South Bank Skate Park in London, close to the London Eye, and so we did a day trip there. I took my skates. I was skating around. We, oh my god, we went to eat in this unbelievable Mexican restaurant, cocktails seven pound ninety five, which you can't even get in Newcastle. Uh, food was really for really affordable. I had an amazing experience. I went to the toilet. The disabled toilet, and it was just like so kind of authentic seeming, and and I was, I was washing my hands, and I was listening out. There was like people talking outside the door, and they're just shouting at, at each other in Spanish, and I'm just thinking, this is amazing. We're in a Mexican restaurant, and I can just hear people shouting in Spanish, and it felt so authentic, and the food was really nice, and it was just such a perfect pit stop uh, for the trip, um, and then. Yeah, went via Hyde Park and all sorts, and I was just doing the skating. It's actually, it was on the day when we hardly did anything at all. I realised, I didn't realise until the Monday, that on the Sunday, 
which day was it that we went out? I think it was actually the Monday because it was the bank holiday Monday. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, there'd been, there's like, I think Friday nights and Sunday daytime inline skating events or like people just out on skates. And I want to do that one time, but I forgot about it. I even got reminded by, by a friend before I went, but I forgot. So, boohoo. Also an exciting thing that happened. Uh, I had a library book that was overdue by two days. I took it back into the library thinking, ooh, they're they going to arrest me. I'm being really naughty. And then there were no consequences. I don't get it. Uh, the book that I'd borrowed that I didn't have enough time to read was called The Artful Universe. And, yeah, I had to take it back in. But I remember when I was a kid and I went to the library and then you had to pay a fine if you took anything in late. So I don't really know what the crack is with that. If there's no consequences and... Yeah, yeah. But I do like the library. I still have a few books that I want to want to um, read and go and burrow. And you can just get so many different kinds of things that you're normally interested in. Just having a little little, little look around. I've also consistently been doing handstands um, because my friend who's a circus pro said that I'd be fine if I just keep doing the proper form, proper technique training for about a month so I'm thinking my aim is that by my birthday which is at the end of the month I want to be able to hold hold confidently hold a, a, a handstand or another thing I did I went surfing oh my god I found my soul sport it was amazing to begin with I was just petrified it's going to be shit uh, because it's going to be cold it's out in the north sea it's not great the weather's normally shit uh, in Tynemouth and what a glorious day, sunshine, and it was on a Friday early afternoon, so not in, like not a lot of people were out, and just hired a wetsuit and a surfboard, and I just stood up on the board pretty much straight away, and I'm just thinking it was unbelievable. Uh, and but now what's hindering my handstand practice a little bit as well is that I did after about an hour of surfing, I just jumped wrong on the seabed. Is it called seabed? The sea floor. Uh, and onto a straight leg where I didn't have tension around uh, in my muscles, uh, which which means that my knee just collapsed because my I don't have an ACL. It's it's ruptured. It's gone, and meniscus is damaged and torn, torn meniscus. And so then I've been I'm kind of yesterday I was on the crutches and I've just been trying to rehab it as much as possible. My knees a bit painful, and what it meant for handstand training is that I can't actually straighten my legs fully or like my right leg, which is a bit of a shame. But nah, oh well fine I need to actually start um thinking about I'm gonna have a barbecue for my birthday this year but I need to put an event together to invite a couple of friends a few friends I've invited one so far because it just occurred to me um he was saying we should go to Kielder to watch stars on a bright night uh, and he suggested that day I said no 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 I'm having a birthday barbecue come over but I need to Need to do more of that. Also, I've been having it's we've had a few glorious sunshiny days, and I just find it irresistible not to have a barbecue. So the barbecue's been on a lot, and I just love making food outside with friends. I've had a few friends or a couple of friends around, um, and it's just been really nice. It's been really nice. Um, anything else has been going on? I'm just, I I'm gonna. Oh yeah, I went for a skate as well when I. Well, I was in Newcastle, went to see a couple of my skate friends. I've just, it's been unfortunate how little I've been skating out. Um, I love doing the run up and down the quayside along the river on a nice day because I can't really do tricks at the moment. I need to try and protect my knee 
as well as I can. But it's such a double-edged sword because the more I do, the better it, the knee gets. And, you know, it's just tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Um, mm, that's, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this here and I'm going to head out for a, a little coffee or a drink. I'm going to make myself a coffee before I go. I'm going to head out on the quayside to, to have a little drink. And I don't have my kids today. Oh my God, I missed them so much because I was, they were away for a week. And such gratitude towards my, the kids' dads, like family. They always want to have the kids on uh, over half term, like holidays and stuff. So it's just unbelievable that as a mom, as a single mom, I still get a chance to go and do my own things, live my own life and just... The, the the only trouble is they came back for like less than two days um from from their trip away before they went to their dads and I'm just really missing them so I'm, maybe that's also a, a, bit, a bit of escapism I'm just trying to fill my diary so that I don't need to just sit here and think about how much I miss them I, um, there's nothing better than to have big cuddles big big cuddles as soon as I got back but yeah um as I come back I will um record the second half of this podcast which is going to be I've been trying to sort of figure out the the um, structure of, of this podcast and I just think a lot of the things that I want to talk about I uh, say you know like now giving you the 100 rep challenge seven days do it every day try and get the reps done as early as possible I can just these can kind of be questions so I'll just do first section catch up second section Q&A I think that's what I'm vibing at the moment and until I've recorded my 21 podcast episodes, which means that I've been the top 1% of all podcasts ever recorded in terms of volume of episodes, then I'll start to think about anything else like theme tunes and stuff. So bear with me. I'm just on a learning curve here and I want to just get this into a regular thing with no pressures is again what I want to work towards is having a more sorted schedule. And then I'm just really averse to planning things out too much. I just really love going with the flow and doing whatever feels like the best thing to do. So, yeah, I'll come back to a little Q&A. Thank you for the questions that you've sent me so far. Please keep sending them um, by using the link in the show notes. You can. There's a section there on the site that says something like, do you have a question? So ask me any questions, anything at all. And I would love to consider answering them on this podcast. But yeah, structure-wise, question, questions and answers. Actually, that was before I started the podcast. One of the name thoughts was something like, I don't know. It was something to do with Q&A. But I forget now. Now it's called my friend because you're my friend. And thank you for being here. I will uh, resume uh, when I'm back from my trip out. I shall get ready. I'm back. Hello. Oh gosh, it's been a good few days again. Since I was able to sit down in my cupboard to record the rest of this episode, and I've been yearning to get back in here. This is such good therapy, and it's just amazing. Uh, it makes me feel like a bloody new person. So here we go again. I've got a for once. A little bit of time to myself without anyone else in the house. And here I am in my cupboard. I've had a crazy weekend. Not crazy. It was actually really chilled out and nice. But 
full of sunshine and just spending time with my children. That was amazing. I, I wanted to just, I heard something the other day that kind of, it was weird. So a woman said that she gets really upset when she sees people spreading tan, no, not tan lotion, what's it called? Sunscreen, sun lotion on their skin if they're wearing ring, rings. And I'm just thinking, why are you bothered? Well, I, 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 that's that's a you problem. Why are you bothered about what other people are doing? It was, if it doesn't hurt you, like, just let everyone do whatever they're doing. I personally was spreading sunscreen on myself and, and my kids at the weekend. And I wear a ring because you know what? I've got a fat finger and I can't take it off easily. And... I've accepted the responsibility of, hmm, might ruin the ring. And then I wash my hands afterwards and guess what? The world just keeps ticking on and everything is fine. And so for somebody to have a problem, say if this person saw me doing that, I don't, I don't know why people get upset so easily. Sometimes it's nothing to do with them. You know, live and let live. I think that's the best policy. Focus on what you're doing. And if you don't like wearing rings while spreading sun lotion, take the rings off. And guess what? The world keeps turning. Also something. Oh, oh, oh. The the Mexican restu- uh, restaurant that I mentioned next to London Eye, it's called Oaxaca. W-A-H-A-C-A. If you're interested in trying it out, very good. Very good restaurant experience. Very affordable. So give it a go if you're in London. London. Love being in London. God, I've already missed being there a little bit. But now it's roasting like it was Ibiza or something. Oh my God, I can't wait to go to Ibiza as well. I've never been, but my favourite DJ is is playing there this year, this summer, every Wednesday. Oh my God, I'm dying to go. I'm not sure if I've got any Wednesdays really free anymore for the rest of the summer. But um, nah, we'll see. Maybe one day, maybe one day. Also another conversation that was had with friends, amongst friends, was um, I asked them if, when they go to sleep, I basically lie down and I might have a few slow thoughts, but I just peacefully rest and fall asleep. Uh, It tends to not be a problem. I get the occasional sleepless night or, you know, when I've slept badly or whatever, but normally fine. And I'm sure, because I've also had this conversation with a few clients recently, this must be something to do with our dopamine receptors and like the, the noisy life of just using social media and spending time in the fast internet world all the time. Because I'm sure people didn't used to be so anxious and so like have their heads so full of thoughts. So my friends were saying, pretty much all of them in this group, that they will have to... they they would rather have something on in the background like a podcast or an audiobook or listen to anything you know have the telly on my god please get rid of a telly or if you've got a television in the bedroom my god uh, not good for sleep hygiene but it's basically if you have to listen to something in order to so that distracts you from your own thoughts for me that very clearly signifies that you need much more time sitting alone with those thoughts you need to go through them you need to question why you're having them you need to question your motives for doing things and why just just think about why 
why why are those thoughts in your head and and why can you why why would you struggle to have your mind a more quiet place to just sort of fall asleep without any distractions i think it's very worrying actually and there was a well, there was once a meme or someone said or whatever that if you if you feel like you don't have time to meditate for an hour a day or say half an hour whatever it doesn't matter how long then you need to meditate. Well, okay, let's keep it at one hour. If you don't feel like you've got time to meditate for one hour in a day, then you need to meditate for two hours in a day because it actually, in the end, it ta- ends up saving you tons of time. It gives you so much more peace uh, and it'll make your head a much clearer pl- space where you actually are in much more control of your life. <clears throat> Pardon me. So uh, moving on, on from that, first of all, are you falling asleep whilst listening to something and oh also this is a my brain thing I I absolutely love my evening time things sometimes because I can I can't force it and I can't really decide that I'm going to start <clears throat> hallucinating is probably the wrong word but basically I just enter this stage before just before I fall asleep where I can just visualize my day's emotions in things that it's like just got this black mind and I kind of think I focused just in the middle of the eyebrows directing my closed eye gaze there approximately but like also having this distant view which is really difficult to explain Um, and I've developed this over the years so then basically like just tends to be from the you know, from the sides, there there are these faces and things that start flying sort of towards me, but they're not necessarily faces of people, they're just faces. And it's such an enjoyable thing, because sometimes if, I had, if I've had a really good day, they're just really happy things. And it's mostly, it's not really faces, it's emotions that are flying towards me. And it's such a good reflective point um, for the day. And that's why I also say I don't need to take drugs, you know, hallucinogenics and stuff, because my mind creates this shit all by itself. So <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I feel like I'm feeling like what you're vibing, you know, if you've ever taken mushrooms or whatever. I haven't. But, you know, I just don't, I don't feel like I particularly need them. Moving on from this, let's go to today's topic of, the, you know, how to easily create a meditation practice if you don't feel like you can do that or if you find it difficult you don't know where to start so this is the place to start this is actually based on a question Uh, let me check what the precise question was here we go what advice would you give to someone who wants to become more involved with meditation but is finding it hard to create the habit okay so let's dig into that habit bit as well so thank Again, it's happened. Um, I need to learn this technology better. Apologies. Not exactly sure where that clipped the audio because for some reason I'm not even... I don't know how to listen back to the audio. So (laughs) here we go. Let's talk about how to create, easily create a meditation practice from scratch if you've got no experience. And this is particularly for those who kind of feel like, oh, I can't meditate. Yes, you fucking can. Every motherfucker can meditate. Um, well, if you're, you know, if you're not psychotic and stuff. But basically, meditation is the active intention of doing nothing else but that. That's even actually. That's even. That's that's not a completely correct um, 
definition because say you could do a walking meditation you could literally walk without your phone without being connected in any way and just focus on the sounds around you focus on the visual aspects around you that's a form of meditation it's like when you're just existing and not plugged in to the system you're plugged into the universe when you're meditating you're plugged into your own head so the best way I can think of to create a habit first of all habit creation if you take small steps that's the best way to ensure that you're going to stick with the habit so do not set time aside and just think yes I'm going to start meditating meditating for for an hour a day because it's going to be very, very, very difficult to maintain because you're always going to come up with reasons why you don't have the time to do it, where we've already gone through this. You know, if you don't feel like you've got time to do it, that is when you really, really need to do it. So the easiest way is have a good night's sleep. And your intention is to do first a one minute meditation. Nobody can say that they don't have time to do that. So. If you need to set your alarm, you set your alarm. Even better if you use something like, oh, what's it called? Oh, there's like a sleep app that wakes you up when you're in a light sleep stage. So you'll feel a lot more refreshed than if you were to wake up directly after a deep sleep phase. So if you can use a sleep app like that, that would be amazing. But regardless, when your alarm goes off or when you're ready to wake up, just get off your bed, but sit straight down. Sit down wherever. I used to feel like, oh, meditation is really hard because you have to sit in this lotus position. No, you fucking don't. You do not need to cross your legs. If you don't feel like it, just try and... It's better if you just try and have a nice straight back if you can. Or if you feel like that's too much hard work, which I really I sometimes still do, is just lean against your bed. You know, just lean against something that makes you feel really comfortable. Because basically why I'd recommend starting a meditation practice in the morning is your head is already clear of thoughts. You're in a relaxed state. And if it's not clear of thoughts, if you've just been dreaming and, and whatnot, that's fine. So you're just going to roll off your bed, start your one minute meditation straight away. And you can increase this time as soon as you feel like you can or you should. Uh, first to two minutes, then three minutes, then five minutes, then maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you feel you've got time for. But always return back to a one minute meditation if you feel like anything else you don't have time for. Okay, so if you do a formal meditation, if I went now uh, out of here and started meditating, I would sort of often sit down, focus on my breath, making sure that my muscles are as relaxed as possible and my jaw is soft and my tongue is relaxed in the, in the mouth and just try and sort of focus on any tension that there is in the body and just try and let go of that actively. But the whole, <laughs> I wonder if you can hear my belly rumble again, but basically when you just start your meditation straight away from waking up, your body is already in that relaxed state. So maybe when you're starting... Really pay attention to how your body's feeling. Just just that amazing, relaxed feeling of when you're waking up. And if you then, then try and meditate at some point later on in the day, 
just try and really imprint that feeling in your head of what it felt like to meditate first thing in the morning. And that's what you're trying to recreate. It's really, 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 really difficult during the day when your body's already been acting, you've been up to stuff and you've got a bit of tension built, built up and stuff. But just try and recreate that relaxed state. So I'd say to begin with, again, people go too deep into details with meditation. To begin with, if you wake up and you just sit down and you set your timer for one minute only when you're ready, don't try and do anything. You, all you want to do is sit with your eyes closed or with a very soft open gaze to, you know, somewhere easy to, you don't want any thought provoking like sights. So if you want to just stare at your rug in front of you or whatever, then, then that's fine. Um, but just relax, make sure you don't fall back asleep. But if you've got plenty of thoughts already, I'd say to begin with, just observe them. Just pay attention to what you're thinking. And then if it's like a thought that just is quite repetitive or anxiety provoking or anything, if it's a lasting thought, just try and focus on your breath and try and let go of that thought and just see if another one pops up. It's like it's you're exploring your mind. You're not trying not to have thoughts, which I think sometimes is a quite quite a common premis, um, what's it called misconception about meditation. You're not trying to not have thoughts. Thoughts are naturally going to arise. It's very fascinating as to where they arise from, because they arise from your subconscious. Are you the one who's having the thoughts? Where did the thoughts come from? They come from deep within yourself. And especially if you have a lot of negative thoughts, negative, you know, self-talk, self-doubts, anxiety, the number one, you really, really need to start getting to know yourself and think about where these thoughts might be coming from. Sometimes you might have an inner voice that's like your parents' voice. Now, that probably stems from childhood, the way your parents spoke to you, and that's fine. Again, that's not your responsibility. If that's your inner... inner, um, talk voice then just acknowledge it you just want to acknowledge it and move on because I love the kind of stoic way of thinking of if there's nothing you can do about it right now there's no active steps you can do then just let it be it's fine everything is fine and then with time you can just I feel like I'm I'm quite um deep into my meditation practice because I started meditation when I was probably I don't know 14 13 I don't know and I just started after reading books in the library about Taoism and Buddhism and you know Eastern religions and stuff like that and I was like okay I want to become Buddha that's amazing and when you can just sort of have your mind as this stream so if you imagine standing in a stream, water flowing past you, or if you imagine the sky where the clouds are passing by, they're like your thoughts. They will come and they will go. And that is exactly the way it was intended to be, and there is nothing wrong with that. But the more self-work, self-exploration you can do through meditation, the deeper of an understanding you can create of yourself and the more you can actually quieten your mind. So at this stage, I well actually for quite a long time, I I can quite comfortably sit and if a thought 
rises up, the kind of what you want to do is not judge those thoughts. It's the last thing you want to do. What you want to do is go, okay, don't say anything, but in your head, you just go, all right, and move on. And just develop this deep knowledge and feeling and understanding that everything is fine. Not everything is fine in the world, not that you don't have problems, but all you're doing is spending time with yourself and observing your thoughts. You are the observer of your thoughts. You don't decide to start thinking about X, Y and Z. It just so happens. And that's the beauty. It's it's the beauty. It's the core of human exist existence. We've got we've got the gift of having this complicated mind where you know some animals many animals most animals will just just act upon their instincts because they don't have complicated thoughts we've got our complicated thoughts and that is the beauty of being a human it is the it's the tra tragedy it's the it's the most difficult the most painful thing but it's also the most rewarding when you learn to accept it and just understand that things just are the way they are. And that's fine. Everything's fine. So very actionably, next time, next morning, tomorrow morning when you get out of bed, just set a timer for one minute. I'd say do this for a week and then extend it to two or three minutes. Do that for another week. Then if you want to extend it, I would like to say if you get up to you get up to doing a 10 minute meditation in the morning and then one morning you realize oh fuck I'm, I'm in a bit of a hurry you still take 30 seconds just before your day starts just before you get all that shit poured onto you or you know you go out and explore the world whatever just take a deep deep breath you sit there just go as a really good tip for learning to activate your parasympathetic system which just basically means that it's a very very active way to be able to calm yourself down at any time during the day is to make sure that your exhales are longer than your inhales so inhales always preferably through your nostrils you don't want all the pollution through your mouth um, to enter your your lungs and whatever so nice strong breath in and then you can breathe out either through your nose or through your mouth and just make sure that that breath is longer than your inhale. And that's actually a kind of a meditation practice as well. You can really learn to deepen your exhale and make your breaths stronger. Just like really, really deep, deep breaths, really filling your entire lungs with air, making sure that your belly, belly breathing so... You're not just shallow breathing, which again, this is the easiest thing to do in the morning because you're relaxed. So just try and make sure that if you put your hand on your belly, you really feel your belly expand. And then with the exhale, try and just get rid of all of that air in your lungs before you inhale again. This is not, this is a, this is a specific meditation practice. So you don't need to do this as you're starting your meditation practice. Um, but just as a, as a bit of a, you know, challenge or a thing to focus on later on, because it really will calm down your being for the rest of time. I literally did breathing practices like as a teenager. And ever since then, my shoulders have dropped I, within two weeks of doing this stuff, like, you know, probably every day or close to every day. Unbelievable. The difference of like me being more calm and that really pays off.
Just keep it nice and simple. You get up. You sit down next to your bed or wherever is comfortable. You can even sit down on a chair. It doesn't matter. Just sit down anywhere where it's comfortable. I just You can even do a meditation practice lying down, but I wouldn't suggest it in the morning because you'll probably fall back asleep. <laughs> so sit up or sit down. Sit, sit up, sit down. Which one is it? Up or down? Why is it up and down? Uh, anyway, uh, it's you know, human life. <laughs> Our emotions are just a bit up and down. Uh, funny. Um, set a timer. You don't need to do anything but to experience your thoughts and accept them the way they are and move on. And an easy way to move on, if you get stuck on a thought for more than a few seconds, just focus on your breath. Try really hard. You can try and focus on the tip of your nose, just as a central location. And feel the air going in through your nostrils and exiting through your nostrils or through your mouth. Whatever works for you. And then over time, it's it's the groundwork is built with really easily done things. That's why I'm saying just do a minute to start with, because you will never be able to say you don't have time for it. Or very, very, very rarely. And then don't be, beat yourself up if you do have to do that. That's fine. And you can just, I, I promise you, if you just take on a bit of meditation here and there, you don't need to set yourself a schedule for it. Whenever you've got the time, just take a minute out of the day and just close your eyes and be. There is, I recognise it in myself as well, that I try really, quite actively try and fill out my time doing stuff and I love doing stuff and it's like all the experiences are very good and rewarding and, and everything, but... I think at the core of it all is is making sure that every day I take time to sit with my thoughts. And actually, you know, oh my God, let's just create, I don't know, I, I, I haven't heard about this, so let's just say I'm creating a new thing here. Shower meditation, there is nothing better. You know, you, some people, I get great thoughts and ideas in the shower and it's because there's no other distractions. And it's actually a very sort of, naturey vibe because it's the showers I pouring water onto you and it's a bit like being out in the rain but it's actually really comfortable and then you can just really either get stuck on a thought and really try and think that through think it through really really well explore it from all angles or let go of it it's just all good your I think meditation is definitely something that everyone needs in this modern world if you don't spend too long, too much time out, out in the nature, it's like just walking out in the nature without your phone is, is, is meditation. Just connect with what actually is, what actually exists in your mind. I hope that's, uh, I hope that's, well, that's definitely easy enough, but I really hope that you will try this. Do it at least once. One minute might be too short. And if you're really fidgety, just, just force yourself to sit the fuck down and to not do anything else, not let yourself open your eyes to do anything else. You can do this. It's like a muscle that you build stronger. It's like training. You just start it and you will. it'll get easier and more effortless the more you do it. I promise. So good luck. I would love to hear if, if you have actually, if you've done this even once, please let me know. Drop me um, a DM on Instagram um, at eric at underscore Helsinki or drop me an email um, hello at erikahelsinki.com I'd love to hear from you I'd absolutely love to like even if you're a complete stranger I don't care just just you know like just just say I've tried it and 
it was shit. You know, like, oh, oh, I tried it. Oh, my God. Wow. I've got such a messy mind. I've got so many thoughts. I just I just love hearing what you've been up to. I, just, I love, oh, when people, like, just start doing new things that really develop as a develop them as a human being. It's so, it's so unbelievable. It's so rewarding. And that's what I live for. So um, we're going to leave it at that today. Thank you for being here, my friend. You are a very important part of my life. Uh, because I don't need you, but I love having you around. And that is why I'm doing this podcast, because I find it deeply satisfying. So thank you so much. If you found any stuff in this useful, then please do forward this episode to one friend. That would mean a lot, a lot to me. And make sure you're following or subscribing wherever you're listening, which, whichever platform you're using to listen. But Thank you so much. I'm sending you all the love and I really hope you're going to have a lovely day. I'm going to be off to the hospital now to have my pre-operation assessment. No, no, it's going to be like anesthesia type of stuff. So in a few weeks time, I'll have a knee reconstruction and uh, that's going to be amazing. Now they're going to see how much, how many drugs I need for my op. But yeah, that's my exciting rest of the day. And then gymnastics tonight <laughs> with my broken knee. That's been really pain- painful. But, you know, we keep rehabbing and everything's going to be fine. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to go now. Okay. Okay. Lots of love. Um, I'll, I'll hear you next time. See you next time. I'll be in your ears next time. Make sure. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>